Welcome to It All Starts With You podcast, where young, health-centered people come to get fired up to learn the tips, tricks, and health hacks of what it takes to level up your performance. I'm your host, Michael Sack, and each week I'll be bringing you the most incredible people to share their story and knowledge in order to help you take your health to the next level. Brandon Miller, welcome to It All Starts With You. Thank you. Pleasure to, uh, to be on here. So give us a bit of an elevator pitch of where you're at, what you're doing. And uh, yeah. Do you want to hear my, my whole story and how I kind of came to this way of eating and everything? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So, <laughs> all right. My story started in, in around 2020. And um, before mm. then, I had no interest in my health. I'm 21 now. So it started when I was around 18. Um, and I was always the fat kid. I was always the biggest kid in school, um, in high school, college, you name it. I was the heaviest kid. And I had no interest in my health whatsoever. I had no interest in dieting, no interest in the gym, all of that. Uh, the mm-hmm. day that Kobe Bryant passed away in, in, in 2020 on, on the 26th of January, uh, I started the day right after him. He he was totally my mentor, my idol, uh, inspired me, his his drive, all of that. So started the day after. And the next eight months, I go on to lose 100 pounds. I go from 260 Holy to 160. Wow. Uh, and I did a lot of things the wrong way, which we can go into. Absolutely. And I've, le- I've learned a lot since then about weight loss and about sustainable weight loss. Um, but let's just say mm-hmm. I Googled how to lose weight. And all I knew was energy expenditure, calories in, calories out. That's all you know, because that's the first thing that pops up. And the, mm-hmm. those are the most popular videos. So that's I did it. Correct. I tried it. That's not correct. Yeah. So, so what happened was. I ran nine to 10 miles a day the entire summer. I starved myself on, I would say roughly around 1500 calories a day, eating whatever I wanted, by the way, one meal a day in the morning, mixed with sugar and seed oils, not much protein, big mistake. Um, Not much fat at all, again, big mistake. So uh, I lost all the weight. Everybody told me at the end of the eight months, they were like, wow, you lost it really fast. You look so good. Like you must feel amazing. And I told everybody, wow, I, I never felt worse in my whole life. Like I feel like garbage. I feel like absolute trash. So um, I, I saw my grandparents also lose weight at the same time. They made quite a transformation. They lost, I think they lost both 50 and 70 pounds uh, together and they, they did really well. So they were doing keto and I, and I, uh, I looked into it and I'm like, well, they just did calories in calories out. So, you know, it's the same thing as me. And I, I never thought to try it until I asked them and I'm like, you don't feel like crap right now, like during your weight loss, like you never felt horrible or like starving. And they're like, no, we felt good the whole time. I'm like, that's not possible because you can't feel good and lose that much weight. And, you know, you have to feel miserable. You have to feel hungry. So I try out keto for the next six months. It goes really well. Um, I basically still, I'm still counting my calories. I'm still doing all this other garbage, um, except I just switch my macronutrients around. So now I'm having a ton of fat and very little carbohydrates. And now I finally up the protein and I got into strength training at the same time. So, um, thank God. So I had some form of stimulus on my muscles and I was eating quality animal protein I was doing almost everything right. And I was just doing, I was doing a lot of meat and a lot of vegetables. I always had IBS and that was always my biggest killer, uh, irritable bowel. I was in the bathroom probably five, six times a day, my whole life, all, all the time. Like 
I was the kid in the class where I had to tell the teacher before the class started, before I, you know, I introduced myself, if I have to go to the bathroom, just let me go because I have IBS. And I was always that guy. So um, I never knew it was possible to cure it. All the doctors told me was up your fiber, just up your fiber, take these fiber supplements. And, you know, it always, it always actually got worse when I did that. And when I went keto, everything was great. I felt better. I slept better. I wasn't hungry. I didn't get those cravings, but the IBS was still there and it was still bad. It was still really bad because um, I kept piling on the vegetables. Now I saw Joe Rogan. I saw Makita, Michaela Peterson after those six months, um, around a year and a half ago, I guess I would say, and all the carnivore influencers. And I'm like, wait a second, I, but these vegetables, I, I need them, right? So I, I kept telling everybody, I messaged a bunch of them and I messaged a few carnivore influencers and I'm like, how come you don't need these vegetables? I was taught all my life, you need all of these plants. Um, so they're like, try it and see what happens. So I tried it. Uh, Hold within, on a sec. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, you actually got in you actually got in touch with Joe Rogan. No, I didn't he doesn't reply to no, he doesn't no. reply to his DMs ever. Joe so. Joe Rogan did not reply to me. No, I never got in touch with him. Uh, maybe, one love, maybe one day. Maybe one day. But a bunch day. of I should have uh, preference a bunch of smaller carnivore influencers, yeah, people that had yeah. just a few thousand. Not like Michaela Peterson did not answer me. She's got uh, millions of followers. Yeah. yeah anyways, yeah. go on. Go on. But um, yeah, so I tried it after one week. Uh, mm. Just about one week, the IBS is gone, like completely gone. Now, everything is perfect. And I've never had this before. I mean, I had it after I piled on a bunch of rice, you know, my stools would finally get solid, but never was it perfect on its own without doing anything and eating naturally. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was told when you can go carnivore is you don't have to track calories anymore. Now, here's the problem with that. When you come from somebody that's been restricting themselves, like I was for years and years and years off a low calorie diet, off 17, 18, 1800 calories, which is very, very low for a male with my activity and my height, I went off the rails when I found out add as much butter as you want, add as much cheese as you want, just eat fats until you're full. And I gained 20 pounds within the first few weeks of carnivore. It's fucking now, terrible advice. <laughs> what, did, <laughs> what did I learn? Uh, dairy is meant to help you gain weight. That's something I learned very quickly, uh, that if you want to gain weight, you can pile on the butter, pile on the cheese and the milk and drink a lot of it. Um, now I can argue too, that the weight that I gained when I started was weight that I needed to gain because of, of such a restrictive period. I needed to heal with that weight and, you know, not necessarily 20 pounds. I think I went a little crazy, but like, I'm not even kidding you, man. I was eating 30 something eggs a day. I was eating two to three pounds of meat a day. A lot of food. Like I can eat. Like I was, like I mentioned, I was a big kid. Like I can eat. So um, that's what I was doing. Eventually what I learned was I slowly cut back on the dairy. And then over time, over the next five, six months, my weight went back to normal, went back to pretty being pretty lean. And um, those 20 pounds came right off. And uh, that was a period of adjustment for me where I needed to heal. After that, I was convinced I felt amazing. I mean, I could push myself in the gym and there was no end to my performance. Like I, I never got sore anymore. Uh, I was at, able to add a sixth day at the gym, no problem, um, pushing myself really, really hard. And uh, my, my, mental my mental energy was the best I think it ever was in my life. Uh, it still is. I mean, I haven't taken a nap in a long, long time, like a really long time. I haven't felt the need to crash um, and you just feel really good. It's the feeling that everybody describes. But it took me a few months to get fat adapted where I was actually using the fat for fuel. Um, so that's something that everybody has to take account on as well. So there's my story. Since then, I've experimented with fruit um, because I've seen a lot of Paul Saladino, Carnivore MD, what he posts. 
and he posts a lot of uh, meat and fruit. So I thought maybe if it's good for me and I'll try it. And it actually worked very well. I had no IBS and I, I've experimented with vegetables too since then. And if I add a back a few pieces of broccoli, I'm in the bathroom all day. Um, so I was really meant to be mm. on a zero fiber diet. Um, the fruit actually does very well for me. I have no reaction at all with the fruit, but I do notice that when I add too much fruit, things can get out of hand. I get the sugar cravings. I start to put on weight. I just don't feel as good. So now I'm back to strict carnivore and I, I uh, really feel my best on it. And I recommend it. That's, that's amazing. Um, so there, there's, there's everything. <laughs> Um, so we can just wrap up this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Done. <laughs> that's fun. That's fantastic. Um, so uh, how are you managing uh, your fats? Because uh, obviously with over, um, you've, you did this uh, influx, you went off the rails and then you've pulled up and then you pulled everything back. But uh, the problem with having a high fat, um, diet per se is all the health risks that come with it. We know that if your if your body is storing too much fat, it increases the risk of a heart attack, liver disease, la la la, all of that. I, I can I can argue that. Um, I can seriously argue that. I, I've seen a, a lot of. Um, I can check my blood work as well, and and you can check my cholesterol levels as well. It, okay. When I really started to pile on the butter and the dairy, my cholesterol went up and now it's back to a normal level. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that a lot of dietary cholesterol just didn't affect my blood cholesterol whatsoever. Also, that's, you can take, really you can take a look back a few hundred years ago when people had high cholesterol and they didn't get heart attacks. Um, if you look back just a few hundred years ago, we didn't get heart disease. It just was not a prevalent thing. No one was actually fat a few hundred years ago either. Um, you, there was actually somebody wrote that you had to pay someone, uh, to see a fat guy. It was like a, an entertainment thing. Like you literally had to pay to see somebody fat. It's you can go back. Yeah. Go on. Go, go, go. No, no such, there's no such thing. There's no, there's, um, have you ever heard of the Ansel Keys theory? No. What is it? So, so the Ansel Keys theory happened, have you know, vegetable seed oils. Have you heard of those? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so the Ansel Keys theory was. Um, the whole reason why everyone today thinks that cholesterol is bad for you and saturated fat are bad for you and that they have heart health risks. Um, and this was in 1955 when a guy named Ansel Keys made his way all the way up to the board of food and health. And he was a very um, persuasive guy. And he strongly believed that there was a strong co correlation between animal fats and early death uh, and heart disease. So he presented the study called the seven country study. It's very well known. You can look it up and find all about I've it. I've heard of it um, a while ago. Yeah. In, in which there were 22 countries he studied uh, total. And he looked at the risk of those, the longevity and the amount of animals they eat and the amount of fat they eat and cholesterol and what happened. And there was no correlation, but he decided that he was so, um, so convinced that this caused heart disease and animals fats caused heart disease that he went to the board and just cherry picked seven of those studies and they believed him and they published it. And now health all of a sudden says cholesterol is bad for you. Saturated fat is bad for you. It causes heart health. Um, yeah. When in reality, our president Eisenhower was the biggest shock that somebody had a heart attack that was major before that it wasn't a thing. Like our ancestors didn't have heart attacks. Yeah. But the, where people are getting it mixed up is the introduction of processed processed foods and it's i i do foods 
in inverted commas because it's not food it's all processed it's 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 it, it's not natural it's it's not it's not organic so i can agree i can agree with that it's a bit irrelevant of the kinds of irrelevance sorry irrelevant of the kinds of foods if you're eating it too much of fats too much of proteins so too much of anything is going to take us out of homeostasis and will put us into a risk yes nutrition is 70 nutrition is 70 percent and exercise is 30 but eating it too much of anything is going to um going to take us out of homeostasis and actually in um have you tried carnivore no so i do brazilian i do brazilian jiu-jitsu for guys that there's only one guy that i've brought onto this podcast um jesse mcjanet check him out he's a really interesting cat really good guy and he like he lifts heavy he does jiu-jitsu but for guys that do jiu-jitsu we just have to eat carbs because if you're rolling with a guy and going hard 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 for six minutes and say the session is an hour our body just works on carbs that's okay. yeah, that's the reality well, I, of I it. can i can go back and, and argue that um yeah. there's no such thing as too much protein and fat um because okay. your body won't let you after going on a protein and fat only diet, you no longer have insulin spikes and your body won't overeat. I mean, I did overeat at first because I was so deprived. That's my point. So after the six months, um, I've hit satiety every day and I find myself impossible to overeat protein and fat and gain any more weight. I've upped my calories to around 4,000 calories a day and I won't gain a pound. Um, so, I mean, it just goes to show again, uh, a little bit about calories, if we can talk about it, it is so, the, the, the whole subject calories in calories out is very, very flawed. There's a, there's a lot wrong with it. Um, mm. It's not as simple as just a number in and a number out and just finding that number and doing it every day mm. um, because the calories you put in your body drastically affect the calories out. You can see a lot of uh, people who eat processed food, you can portion out as much processed food as you want. What's going to happen when you eat the processed food is you're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel tired and sluggish and you're going to lay down and you're going to want to take a nap on the couch. And if you're eating a whole foods diet with animal protein, animal fat, uh, and even some fruits, you just feel a need to move around. You feel a need to go exercise and go outside and you'll have all this burst of energy, which drastically changes your calories out. Also, we can get into thermic effects and how that's much different um, when you're eating carbohydrates versus when you're eating a lot of protein. Um, can also get into the quality of the calories in because that determines yeah, sure. your calories in intake as well. So um, there's too many factors and, and we can get into activity level because my activity level changes by quite a lot every day. You know, even if I have an hour workout every day, if I go move my hands like this for two seconds, uh, I just burn two energy. more calories. I just burned two more calories than I did mm -hmm. yesterday. So I'd have to do the same thing every single day to burn the same amount of calories. And the other thing is I'm not eating the same amount every day. Uh, it changes. And the only way you reach full satiety is with a diet rich in protein and fat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the so explain in in your understanding the explain what 
the thermic effect of food does and also like you can use different body types different body types is going to absorb nutrients in a in a different way um the gym that i'm working at at the moment is a big believer in different different body types now i'm a tall i'm a tall lanky guy my body type um works better with like it runs better with carbs but with a short stock with a short stocky guy they can eat carbs to a certain point i'm i'm raving on about carbs i know but they they can work on carbs to a certain point but um obviously after after a bit it just turns into fat and yeah uh, so what's yeah. your what's your understanding so, of the thermic effect? So I've it? heard of the the endomorph, exomorph, all of that kind of stuff. Exomorph, and yeah. I, I, we humans at the end of the day, we are all humans. Um, so if you give someone a shitload of carbohydrates, no matter who they are, no matter what body type they are, their insulin will spike. Uh, over time, they will still get things like diabetes. So there's no excuse if you're taller or you have a genetically higher metabolism to be eating a ton of carbohydrates at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and then what, what was the, the first question that you had? The first question of that, it was a two-parter. What's that? that you had, yeah, a two-parter for me. I, I missed the first question. I, I <laughs> I've drawn a blanket, but keep going. Fuck, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, drew a, I drew a blanket, but let's keep going down the rabbit hole of uh, different body sure. types and um, food. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a believer whatsoever. I think that no matter what the the food quality that you put in your body will determine what you look like i mean no, if I you, agree can, with that. you can consider me at at multiple different body types throughout the last few years it's not like you just stick with one forever so um the the way for somebody that's tall and lanky to to trigger insulin is to eat more often and just to raise insulin will lead to fat storage so um you know it and what how am i trying to describe this i guess just the more carbohydrates you eat and the more insulin you will put on fat, no matter if you're tall, lanky, short, it does yeah. not matter. It's just over time, it will happen. Some people are genetically metabolically blessed, so they can get away with it. I don't think it has to do with body types more than it has to do with genetics. Okay. Let's dive into genetics then, because yeah, obviously some guys are just quote unquote are just built different i fucking hate that term but <laughs> uh they just they just build different they're literally plucked from um they're literally plucked and created from god and yeah, uh has uh have no have no issues and every single person who wishes for that but let's let's dive into let's dive into genetics a little bit i had a geneticist on ages ago about a year ago and it was it was fascinating it was absolutely fascinating i don't have to dive into the whole rabbit hole a bit um what's your like what's your take on it all uh well genetics can make a, a drastic difference in someone's metabolic rate um however hmm. genetics um will not keep you shredded forever genetics will not keep you fat forever so there are certain habits over time that you can build up and you can switch and you can become shredded. You can become heavier. Um, now, I think it has to do with lifestyle as well. A lifestyle change over 20, 30 years um, will take genetics out of the equation. I mean, I have a, a trainer buddy who who starts each morning with a bagel and it just seems like anything that he eats, no matter what quality it is, 
turns straight to muscle. Um, but if he keeps going down the rabbit hole like that for 20, 30 years, eventually it's going to compound. Eventually it's going to add up. And even guys like him can get diabetes. Even guys like him can get cancer from, you know, products and food that they put in their body. So no matter what kind of genetics you have, um, you know, it's, it's never a good idea to eat those kind of foods. Also, wouldn't you want to feel good all day long? So yeah. that's the other argument I can make. And then also I, I talked to uh, a coach recently about this and I, I hear this argument a lot is, you know, genetically, I was predisposed to be overweight or obese. And we, I, I hope that you and I can conclude that that's not a thing. Uh, that's mm -hmm. not possible. You know, genetically, somebody can't be overweight or obese. But I, I like to say that also genetics come into play throughout their environment. So if you're brought up in a family like I was that feeds you whatever you wanted as a kid and, and you eat all the processed sugar in the world, eventually I grew up and I, I got obese. And that's what happened. And until you take yourself out of the environment, you know, then I finally started to lose the fat. Then I finally started to understand what's going on. But, you know, genetics wise, I think that comes into play more than anything is the environment around you. Did your parents have a high protein, healthy diet? Did they make you TV dinners every night and give you candy every night? So that has a big play into it as well, which people don't even talk about. Yeah. Um, I was about, I was about to say something about, it. I, yeah. Um, you'll get to you're still you're still young like i'm still young but you'll as you get as you get older you'll start feeling you'll start feeling a shift you'll start feeling a shift in not just you but everyone everyone will start feeling a difference a difference in their body and it'll be up to the person whether they just want to keep going the way that they were going and just get to used to feeling like less optimal their health and that yeah. or they're going to or they're going to make a change agreed I'm at a i'm at a stage myself personally where <laughs> i was talking to my dad and at the beginning of last year in february i tore my meniscus i'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and it's very taxing it's very taxing on your overall health and not, like your physical health and more than more than anything and i was like i am chronically i'm almost chronically injured i'm like i'm just tired of feeling it this way so i'm uh, the the wheels are, are already turning into my head and thinking uh, what can i do uh, what can i do different with my nutrition that will still allow me to lift feel good keep doing a jiu-jitsu and, and that kind of stuff but some people are just just come to terms with it and just i'm like i'm just going to feel like most shit. people most people the truth is that that 99 of people here at least in america are addicted to sugar and uh 99.99 mm. i should say it's it's almost everyone everyone needs a hit of sugar every day when they wake up and before they go to bed and five times throughout the day and it's a mix of that it's a mix of a crappy lifestyle if you think about it when i'm 21 I'm out, I'm moving, I'm, I'm out all day, you know, I'm, I'm exercising. I don't party too much, but most people when they're 21, they, they often go out, they drink, they go to bars, they're, they're mobile. They have a life, they have a life <laughs> where they're moving constantly. Um, yeah. And then they get a nine <laughs> to five and they completely sit in an office and they do it for 10, 20 years. And what happens, they get joint pain, they feel tired because of their shitty diet. And 
The other thing is sunlight is you stop getting sunlight. When you're younger, you find yourself a lot outside quite a lot more. You also get vitamin D from your diet, which people stop doing as well and stuff like eggs. Um, it's a mix of that too. And then eventually what do people do when they're 30, 40, they sit under artificial light uh, in an office all day and they wonder why they don't feel as good. They wonder why have they have no energy and they try and take a pill to fix their health problems. It's a but supplement that you can't. You, you can't. There's no supplement that replaces real food, unfortunately. You can get close, but you're, you're not going to ever feel as good as you did if you changed your lifestyle habits. On a side note, did you just, did you listen to Huberman's last podcast? I, I didn't. I've listened to his last few. I haven't listened to those. It's the last very, it's very, very interesting. He talks about supplementation of the whole story around that. And he says, like a lot of people, especially in the UK, they lack in vitamin D because there's just not an there's just not enough of it. there's just not enough of it. But the moment that you wake up, irrelevantly if the sun is irrelevantly if the sun is out, stick your head out. Like go outside, go outside. Obviously, if it's not pouring or snoring or whatever. But stick your head out and stand outside for five minutes. Let's say yeah. five minutes. It will drastically not only help your overall sleeper, but just mentally, you need you need that sun. And there's no supplement. And there's no supplementation. Obviously, if you want to stick to having protein shakes and fucking um, fish oils for the rest of your life go nuts but <laughs> do it. there's no there's no supplementation for real food for healthy habits healthy lifestyle yeah yeah i mean i'm not a cardio guy uh, at all i don't do any cardio <laughs> i don't I'm, i don't believe in it whatsoever i did no okay. cardio when i was losing the weight i mean i did do cardio when i was losing the weight excuse me i ran a lot um but since then i i have done none and uh I mean, I count cardio as going outside for 10 minutes and going on a walk. Uh, that's what I do every day. I feel that it's miles better than sitting on a treadmill under artificial light um, with most people. And then most people are going to end up eating back what they just burned or burned, if you want to even include that, because they're still inflamed from the food they eat. Um, the easiest way I can get around vitamin D is with eggs, as I, even if it's not sunny out, I'm still eating 15 eggs a day. So I'm getting plenty of vitamin D in my diet. Um, so just eating the egg yolk is, is super important for your health. Yeah. Um, eggs is, eggs are, eggs are amazing. Obviously, um, 15 eggs a day is that's working for you, but it may not work for every uh, for, for someone else. We have no, to, we have to, I don't recommend to, 15. I don't recommend 15 for everyone. I tell people eat it as much as they like until they're full. That's what yeah. I recommend. Um, uh, there's plenty of vitamin D found in food. Um, but getting outside is definitely, like you said, important for the mental benefit as well. Yeah. Um, food quality. There's like the food quality that used to be in the 1920s, 1930s yeah. is drastically, di is drastically different than today for many reasons. One overpopulation, there's a lot of there's a lot of people and therefore the demand needs needs to be met through like the massive like those massive um 
Fuck, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm the, sorry. The massive, the massive countries and people like India and China. Like, how are you supposed to feed India and China if exactly. you don't have rice? If you don't have rice, you're not feeding them. So it's unfortunate. And then you look at yeah. at what's happening to them, and they're getting very fat and sick uh, over time. And uh, yeah, food quality. I agree. It's drastically changed. There's stuff on shelves that if I showed our ancestors, they would be like, "What the fuck is this? I'm not putting that in my body." <laughs> They'd be like, what the hell what the hell is this? You know, yeah. what is red 40? Why would I put red 40 in my body? All this garbage. Um, you have also our vegetables, our fruits. You just have, it's, it's hard to find 100% organic. It's like if you go to a farmer's markets, yeah, their plot of land is small and it's enough for them to like they're going to take for themselves and then they'll go to the farmer's markets and then they're going to turn a smaller profit or, or just enough to cover uh, to cover their expenses a bit yeah the reality is that you need <clears throat> you need to mass produce you just have to put a whole bunch of chemicals so the quality of our food is not the same than what it was there's like over 7 billion people in this world eight now there's eight now yeah that just i just heard about that there's now That's eight insane. billion and the yeah. population is only growing so the reality of finding a high quality nutrient-dense food is is becoming hard it's not impossible but it's definitely yeah. hard how do you work around this so, the, well, the biggest change, first of all, is seed oils. Uh, vegetable seed oils were completely switched from real animal fat. Uh, that's definitely the biggest change that's come since the 20s and the 30s. Crisco was invented in 1912. And since then, they thought that, you know, hey, this is machine lubricant, but it, it kind of looks like lard. So maybe we could just play it off as lard because it's really cheap. <laughs> and now it's in everything. It's in everything that's in a box or a bag. Also, mm. processed sugar has has drastically increased as well. Um, you know, processed sugar 200 years ago, it wasn't really around. It was very, very rare to have something as processed as we do today. It just didn't exist. Uh, you go back a thousand years ago, supermarkets weren't even a thing either. So everything is fairly new to when humans have been around. You know, most of our time on our planet, we've eaten red meat, we've eaten, you know, eggs, we've eaten fish, we've had fats, we've had organs, we've had all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, not never have we had these highly palatable processed foods. So my tips when going to the grocery store are the following. One is to make a list. If you have a list uh, of foods that you have in mind, you're more likely to just follow through with it and get what you need to do and get out. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Secondly, is to go around the outside aisles. This is where the produce is, first of all, in every supermarket, always on the outside. Then you head to the back, you'll always find the meat, the seafood, the eggs, and the healthy fats like butter. And those are all you need. Uh, you don't need more than that in your diet. The more you go and spend your time into the middle aisles, the more likely you are to make a bad choice. I also hear this one all the time as well, um, which I'm sure you've heard is never to shop when you're hungry because it can lead to bad decisions and uh, definitely can. I, I've definitely dealt with that in the past where I've picked something up that I never would have gotten if I wasn't just really hungry at the moment. So don't shop when you're hungry, make a list, shop around the outside aisles, um, and you'll have it more figured out than... 99% of the other people. Yeah. Um, and there was this one Instagram post that uh, that was really, really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and the first point was always, always to make a list. 
the one just for saving yourself uh, saving yourself time obviously um if you know what you're going in for chances are it's like chances are you're going to look at the list go to that thing take it off the shelf la 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 that kind of shit well, that's it. Well, take it out of the fridge. Or, you know what I mean. <laughs> not not going into not going into semantics. Um, healthy habits. What are you? Because you're training a you're training a six days a week. Yeah, that's great. But what healthy habits are you doing to encompass a? healthy lifestyle outside sure. of nutrition and sure. uh, exercise. absolutely i can go into this with you I, I made a giant giant list the other day let me try and pull it so, up um when i went carnivore and when you go carnivore you feel so good that you just start to notice other parts of your life also improving um and hold on one second let me find this i know i have it yeah very nuts yeah, um, healthy. Uh, as you do this, I'll I'll just ramble on a little bit. <laughs> healthy yeah, habit yeah. is is absolutely massive, and um, I've seen a lot of big name coaches. They rave. They really rave on about this. It's super duper important for stress management. It's important for social skills. It's important in a lot of different areas and most times they're not it's very much overlooked it's something that it doesn't matter if you go on top of a mountain and meditate but as long as like you have your 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 place of living is presentable it's it's clean. Your bed is made. You're doing yeah. like you're going are, on a social events and la la la. I got into more depth here. Those are those are too basic for me. So they are basic. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. You ready? Basic let's, is let's, good. First, let me go over since I went carnivore. What I no longer use anymore. Um, and a lot of people ask me, "You're on an all meat diet. How can you budget? How can you afford this? You're only 21." Um, first of all, ground beef and eggs are pretty damn cheap. Last time I checked. Um, secondly. Here's a few things I got rid of. Toothpaste. You no longer need toothpaste when you don't have sugar. Uh, I won't get a cavity. There's no plaque on my teeth. I brush my teeth occasionally with uh, some water and a toothbrush and no toothpaste. Uh, I don't want to use fluoride. Secondly, I got rid of deodorant. Um, when you don't have plants anymore, you don't have body odor. So when you have vegetables, their signals are to send body odor. Um, that's the way that they tell you not to be eaten. So you have zero body odor whatsoever when you're carnivore. Plus, I don't want to deal with the parabens and the aluminums of most deodorant. Uh, next, I stopped using all moisturizers and skincare. Um, I've never had a pimple since I've been carnivore. I, my face and skin are always really clean since I fixed my gut and my diet. Um, as soon as I add vegetables back, I will get a pimple. Um, then I don't use any body wash or shampoo and conditioner anymore. My skin, hair, and nails are all perfect because I'm getting too much bioavailable collagen in my diet. So I don't use that anymore. Um, I stopped using detergent and dish soap, dish soap because they're not as natural. And I started using baking soda and, and white vinegar instead. Um, and then I stopped using toilet paper because you don't need it when you have no fiber. So uh, everything's quick. Everything's easy. I go once every three days and it's effortless. Um, so it's a big myth when you're doing carnivore. Uh, so so some other, um, other healthier habits I've done. 
Um, I've lowered my stress by closing a lot of my friend group and, and made everything tight and compact. So that was very helpful. Um, I don't snack anymore. So that's something I stopped doing throughout my day because when you're eating meat and fat, you're always full and satiated. Uh, I only cook using cast irons and stainless steel. I stopped using nonstick pans. I uh, stopped napping. I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I learned about bioavailability of foods and I started having all of them. I started using the sauna. Um, I improved my mental health a lot by reading as well. Um, I, I filtered all my water. Um, I've never gotten sick or went to the doctor since I've been carnivore at all. Not even a cough, a, a cold, nothing. Um, you went for your blood tests. <laughs> I, went for my, I went for my blood test technically, but my, my family's all doctors, so they did it. Um, but I never needed to go to anyone to get checked up. I've never been sick, never had a cold. That's convenient. Um, I, I started using blue light glasses at night uh, when, I'm, when I'm using my screen too much. Uh, and I also learned about red light therapy. I started using that and I put the red lights on before I go to bed now. Um, uh. And I started eating within the circadian rhythm of the sun. I started doing a lot of things around the circadian rhythm, like waking up naturally to sunlight and going to bed a few hours after it sets instead of staying up late. And instead of using my alarm clock, I just wake up naturally when the, the sun rises. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many changes that I made to my life um, since I've started this way of eating that you don't even think about, but they just happen. You know what I mean? So um, huh. carnivore really, really changed uh, the, the way I live my lifestyle for sure. I'm sure you have questions on some of those because um, people ask me like about the deodorant thing and I'm like, I've gotten girlfriends since I've done this. So they obviously have to, I obviously don't smell. Mm. Uh, I just, I'm more, it's less to do with questions and more to do with fascination because for some people, I was going to listen to this, think of it as extreme and I'm just more curious than any than anything yeah. else because I rave on about the importance of nutrition and how every person's body is every person's body is going to react differently to their nutrition. But that is fascinating. I've heard of um charcoal um charcoal toothpaste. Yeah, and it's okay. I I'm used... a. I like, I like the, I like the concept of it. It's like a charcoal is a fantastic for your gut. It's it's great for your skin if you're putting it on as a, like as a moisturizer. So I get that, but I'm more. It just fascinates me. It, it's just it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, people think the lifestyle is very extreme and it is for someone who's addicted to sugar and can't go without carbohydrates. It's very extreme. It's very hard. Once you go a few weeks and you break that addiction, um, all you crave all day is a steak with butter. You don't want anything else. You just want some steak. Um, and I've heard that a lot. Yeah, literally when. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I used to be super, super heavy. So if I saw pastries or cakes on the table or something. I would always think about it and now it, it yeah. doesn't even freaking blow my mind, man. Like I could literally just be like, I don't even want to touch this. Like I just want meat and it's, it's like all you crave. So it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. Also I do organs. Uh, I do organs yeah. every day. Um, it's another thing I started doing and I feel really good. With I them. did. 
a few weeks ago i i was at the butcher and they were selling they didn't have a beef liver but they had chicken liver so i was like there you go let's let's have a crack or let's see uh, let's see uh, how i feel and surprisingly enough obviously when like when i cooked it i want to, it, it doesn't taste all that amazing at first but to you i was like i was able to put in a sauce and spices and all of that herbs and spices a little bit of chili and it was good it was like it felt like i felt my concentration was somewhat better i was still a little bit hungry after afterwards about so like two hours later but it, like for the benefits of that come with a eating a liver yeah it's pretty cool no i mean i even if it I have to say, when I started, I did not like the taste of beef liver at all. And as I've gone deeper and deeper into carnivore, I eat it raw now. Like I eat the raw liver. Like I'll straight up just have the pieces. I'll eat heart. I'll eat everything. Um. So, yeah, you you kind of get get to this level where you want to explore the longer you do something like this. If you start with the last thing you've eaten being Oreos and then you go to taste liver, uh, it doesn't taste it tastes too like good. shit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you, when you eat this way, it, it actually does taste pretty good. Like I mm. have no problem eating it. Um, yeah. it's a, it's definitely a, something you adjust to something I really, really love is they've done studies where they fed babies, uh, beef liver and babies, people who are very, very young tend to really like organs, um, like really like them. They're highly palatable to them. And as you grow older, and as kids grow up with junk on the table and getting addicted to that, they kind of lose their taste buds for the natural foods that we're supposed to eat. So dogs love it. Babies love it. Um, and uh, yeah, they also hate vegetables too. Another thing. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? I, um, the last podcast I had was with Nicole Cruz and she, she's a believer in, in, eating when like intuitive eating and it's a very interesting topic i won't dive into it but it's it's putting is creating this is creating this atmosphere where you give the you give the you give the option you give the option for the person you're not forcing you're not forcing it down the person's the kids throats and now um it's like uh, obvious obviously with kids you got to put in a little bit of a little bit of a boundary but it's vastly different to how we think of eating as so creating an environment to where there is still that flexibility of of i want you i want you to in i want you to enjoy it rather than i'm going to force it down your throat and then later in life when some like you see an influence or you go to a personal trainer and they say eating a vegetables is really good for you la 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 they're going to be hesitant just because of the programming we had when we were children maybe maybe i uh mm. the whole intuitive eating thing is very interesting um yeah. i i find i intuitive ate when i was before, all the way up until i was 18 and uh what happened i got a uh, 100 pounds heavier than i should have been so mm. i've also intuitive eaten now eating the different mm. foods and without processed foods intuitive eating freaking works 
but you have to eliminate processed foods. So you pick your poison. You want to eat processed foods and portion it out and feel worse. Yeah, you you can, or you want to eat real foods from nature and eat them as you please until you're full and you're not going to get fat. So it's, uh, it's interesting, very interesting stuff. What are you doing for you? You touched base on, um, on sauna. Are you doing, are you doing cold exposure as well? Yep. After the sauna. Uh, so I work out every morning. Uh, and then after my workout, I go right into a hot sauna for 15 to 20 minutes sitting there. And right after I have a, a shower right next to it, I go right into a cold shower. Uh, and that's how I start every morning. Uh, and I feel like incredible, like that, that plus the liver plus the hot and cold, like, oh my God, it's like a natural high. It's great. It really, it really is. In the last, it's, you know, it's really strange. In the last few days, I've been waking up and um, I've been wanting it to jump straight into a cold shower. And I, I still do cold, I still do cold therapy, not every night, but most, most nights are when I'm stuck in my own head. I have that I have that cold exposure and it just gets me out of my head entirely. My sleep is fantastic. It's really, really good. And I refer back to what did what did cavemen used to do? There was the sunlight and there was there were no there were no supplementation so obviously eating as organic as humanly as humanly possible hot uh, like heat and cold and it's just if you just stick if you just stick it to that most times they're not you're going to most times they're not you're going to feel great yeah, I mean, Andrew Huberman goes into this a lot um, with the hot and cold therapy. I mean, yeah. there's so many mental health benefits. Just literally, just just try it out yourself and see how you feel because you get like this, like this burst of energy. That's how I felt like when I ate like liver for the first time. Like you just get this big burst of energy. I had a lot the first time I had it, and yeah. I didn't like the taste, but you get this giant wave of energy. And, and your the cold showers are great. They totally set up your day. Um, so. And also I take a, a warm shower at night as well. And I go right mm. to sleep. So my sleep has been incredible. Uh, my sleep actually really improved when I went keto and I just added the high fats um, mm. because fats are in control of all your hormones. So they really do help sleep quite a lot. They do, regu- they do regulate um, hormone regulation and that, and that kind of, and that kind of stuff. So when people see, want high pr- High protein, low, like high protein, high carbs, low fats, or vice versa, or whatever, or whatever is written. People are scared of fats, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. fat is going to make you fat." It's like, no, that's, if you eat too much biggest... of it, if you eat too much of anything, you're going to get fat. No, I mean there, there's so many studies that prove this wrong, and fat won't make you fat. Fat will make you lean, strong, and healthy uh, if you know how to really eat it right. If you eat the fat from vegetable oil. If you eat the fat from vegetable oils, you're going to accumulate uh, visceral fat. It's you're going to accumulate PUFAs in your in your blood and in your in your fat, and your fat yeah. cells are going to feed off that. Um, if you eat fast from butter, yeah, there's ways to overdo it because again, dairy is made to help you gain weight. But 
small amounts of dairy, you'll do very well. Um, it's more about the carbohydrates because you don't want something to drive your hunger levels. Fats will not drive your hunger levels. So if you try just eating fat for a day, you will feel super satiated, very full and, and no cravings. And it's uh, it's a very different shift when you are on a high carb diet. I think that's the biggest bodybuilding myth is, hey, fats have nine calories per gram, let's just cut them. And uh, everything goes to crap when you do that. But if you cut carbohydrates, everything gets better. Uh, for, in my opinion, everyone that I've ever coached has improvements, uh, even athletes when they lower their carbohydrates. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that everyone should be carnivore. But I do agree that some high performance athletes can tolerate a little bit of fruit and honey and do very well eating some carbohydrates backloading before and after their workout. Mm. Um, so I'm not saying that everybody should be carnivore, but I think if everybody was carnivore, we'd solve a lot of problems and uh, there wouldn't be a lot of people in the hospital anymore and in doctor's offices and fat and sick and, and unhealthy. So, mm. you know, not everybody's going to do it, of course, because they're addicted to sugar. And that's the sad truth. But uh it would save a hell of a lot more lives. And people are so scared of fat, man. They're so scared, but they're scared of the wrong fats. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of educating and helping, helping, uh, helping them along. And the being of that, the being of that support and network is obviously massive. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, some people can explore and if they want to go nuts, obviously get the right help to do it right and uh, not eat and not eat a fucking massive pile of bacon and call yourself carnival. But <laughs> yeah, I, I've eaten massive piles of bacon. I stay lean, um, but you know, it, it just it, it tends to it tends to go against the dairy. I think the dairy really kills people. Um, not like physically, but like it'll help them put on weight. So if you're carnivore, yeah. you really want to put on weight, yeah, up the dairy. So if you're trying to lose mm -hmm. weight, definitely just lower the dairy. And I think you should try it. I think you should see how you feel because you might get a that same burst of energy that you get from the the cold shower, except it lasts all day. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Is it's un, unbeatable energy. Just there's no there's no rest whatsoever. There's there's no like you feel a uh, you're just like propelled through your whole day. You just never need to rest, never need to take a break. And uh, you just feel really good mentally. So mm. try it. I would try it for a week. I would have you try it for a week. Yeah. Maybe. But you have to get, you have to get enough electrolytes. That's the thing. When you first start, um, when, when you stop eating all those carbohydrate foods, you're going to get some cravings because you know, you're eating carbohydrates. So you'll get the carbohydrate cravings with it. Uh. Then, then you're going to need some sort of electrolytes because you'll get depleted. Um, but over time you won't need electrolytes at all anymore. And mm. I don't supplement, I don't supplement anything. I don't recommend any supplements whatsoever. Uh, so don't need it at all. And, and let's look at a plant-based diet. Look how many supplements you have to take. Um, that's, that's my biggest argument there. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, maybe, uh, I, I think my performance in Jiu-Jitsu will go from surviving six minutes to surviving a minute. So maybe we'll see. <laughs> I don't think so. To be honest, I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I will. Um, I tried, I tried keto-esque and I wanted to see what my blood work was going to be. So I did a blood test before and after and when I went back, my cholesterol was through the fucking roof. My I, performance in jiu-jitsu was 
horrendous. My I, concentration long, was fucking terrible. Can I ask how long you did it for? I don't remember. It was a while back. So, so it takes around three to six months to truly mm. get fat adapted and, and to truly u- utilize that fat for energy. So you might not feel as good the first few months you do it, but once you make it past those three, six months, oh my God, man, there, there's no end to it. I have, um, as of right now, I have high cholesterol. I'm not worried whatsoever at all. I have very high cholesterol, um, but I'm not worried. There's no correlation to uh, heart disease. I was pretty much uh, high triglyceride uh, when I was really, really heavy. And that, in my opinion, is is one of the easiest ways. And I was very high fasting insulin when I was really heavy as well. So those two combined with high cholesterol uh, would cause heart disease. But I don't think that cholesterol causes it at all. I think it's a big myth and big misunderstanding in the industry. So those are my <laughs> thoughts. I, I have to say too, I've known uh, 20, 30 year long carnivores that are in incredible shape muscularly. They f- always feel amazing and they have, they have high cholesterol and none of them ever had a heart attack. None of them ever in this community. Um, and I can tell you a lot of plant-based people that have had heart attacks because of their consumption of seed oils and processed sugar, which are the main culprits. Yeah. That's, that's um, what I believe. Yeah. Um, so what's on what's on the cards for you for the coming e- uh, for the coming year? What's uh, like what's something that you want to achieve in uh, in the coming year? Um, I want to really really set a routine like a strict routine and uh, and and pull through with it. I, my schedule at the point at this point is uh, all over the place. I have podcasts too. I have uh, interviews and I I have to post for Instagram and. I also work two training jobs, so it's all over the place. And, and uh, I want to get like a really strict routine going. So that's definitely my, uh, I don't know if it's a resolution. I don't like saying that shit, but you know, yeah. it's, it's something I want to, something I want to work on this year is definitely to get a really good schedule down and, uh, and get a really good plan. I have a solid morning routine, but after that, I'm, I'm just all over the place every day. So uh, I want to get something set, set in stone for sure. What about you? Mate, I just started a new. I just started a new job uh, last uh, almost six weeks ago. So obviously, it's to progress in my personal training career. Um, there's a workshop that from a guy that I knew, that a guy that I know, he did a a workshop around. Um, planning it for the planning it for the year ahead as so i want to i want to dive into that and uh, set myself some goals obviously outside of personal training or so personally mentally that kind of stuff so it's yeah i'm i'm still i'm still a hundred percent um certain but i'll uh I'll see once I've gone, uh, once I've went through this a workshop and I'll have a better idea. And uh, yeah, it's already almost halfway through January, but yeah, man. Whatever. yeah. Um, a final question. Yeah. If you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 10 seconds, 10 seconds of advice, what would it be? Prioritize food quality over food quantity. Um, mm. And please, do some form of strength training so that I don't have to gain all my muscle back uh, mm-hmm. for the last three years, please. Um, wish I wish I did strength training so bad. Um, mm-hmm. Wish I started, um, you know, four or five years ago. I only started three years ago, so I, you know, no, I really wish. Uh, I also wish I went carnivore earlier, like as soon mm-hmm. as I knew about it, um, because it's it truly is life changing. And uh, 
yeah, I've, I've seen my performance totally skyrocket. Amazing. All right. Uh, Brandon, I really appreciate your time and uh, cheering you on or keep uh, keep watching your stuff. And uh, thank you. I, yeah, I you're doing something you, right. <laughs> pleasure, to, okay. pleasure to be on. Thank you Thanks, so much. Man. Bye, everybody. Really appreciate you listening to the episode. If you had a light bulb moment or that aha moment, it goes such a long way. If you could take 20 seconds and leave a five-star written review, screenshot the episode and share it to your stories and make sure you tag me for that shout out.